Hello and welcome to Cracking the Knesset. The brand new podcast brought to you by the Union of Jewish Students. Throughout this series, we will be taking a deep dive into the world that is Israeli politics in the lead up to the next election in March. That election will be Israel's fourth in two years. Our mission is to try and explain the complicated world of Israeli democracy. My name is Bradley and today we will be taking it back to the basics. With me today to try and help explain what is happening in Israel is Corinne and Dovi. Shalom to both of you. Shalom Bradley. Hi, I'm so excited to be here today. Um, I introduce myself. My name is Corinne. I'm Jewish Agency Shlicha in Leeds, West Yorkshire. Um, I'm originally from Israel, as you can see from my accent. I'm from Israel, uh, Afula, which is a small city in the north of Israel. Uh, my background, I studied politics and international relations in the Hebrew University, and I did master, my master's um, in international security. I worked in the prime minister's office for two years. I worked in the Knesset. And now, yeah, and now I'm in the Jewish Agency in Leeds and very, very excited to be here. Yes, so hi Bradley, hi Corinne. Uh, it's good to be with both of you. My name is Dovi Vider, and I'm originally from Bnei Brak. Uh, like Corinne, I study in the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Uh, I study international relations and geography. I was working as a tour guide in the Tower of David Museum, Museum of the History of Jerusalem, later marketing coordinator of educational tourism, uh, and then coming here to England from the, U, uh, the Jewish agency working for uh, UJS. Thank you both so much for being here. Um, so today, obviously, we've taken it back to the basics, and there's only really one place to start which around Israeli democracy, um, and that is to ask you how would you would describe Israeli democracy in one word? Balagan, which is mess in Hebrew. Yes, it has been quite of a up and down place of democracy in the last few years? I would say shtetl, which is like the Jewish village in Eastern Europe. It's like we're still in the shtetl, for better or for worse. Yes, I've been in the roof. How does that relate to Israeli politics? It's relate because uh, people, are, there is a lot of the trust uh, kind of things. In Hebrew, we call it smoch al smoch, trust on trust. It's like... We, we say, okay, it's going to be okay, it's going to be fine, uh, God will help, and not really um, sometimes uh, leaving the work for other people. And also, uh, but we're also good in helping each other sometimes. And I think that uh, when it's come to crisis, uh, so the, the Jewish people are really good in being together and helping each other. Nice. For like the longevity of the Jewish community from Eastern Europe to the Knesset today. Yes. This episode's all about back to basics. What are the basics of the Israeli political system? So I'm going to give you a challenge, which is five minutes on the clock. Explain to our listeners Israeli politics. And if you're up for a challenge, let's, let's give it a go. We'll try our best. So three, two, one, go. Uh, well, so I'm going to start that it's all start from you guys, the British people. Uh, the British people used to be here in uh, the 20s, the 30s, and even the 40s. Um, and over that time, there was the King's Order in Council, uh, which later became the uh, National Board of Israel. And then uh, there was uh, elections in January uh, 49 
for the Constituent Assembly, uh, which was supposed to create a constitution, but because of uh, different problems, political issues between uh, religious and seculars about, about the constitution, they compromised for having um, basic laws instead of constitution. And like the United Kingdom, Israel does not have codified constitution, but at the moment it's 14 basic laws that they are um, like a constitution. Uh, we have 120 members in the Knesset. Those members also electing the president of Israel, which is maybe the equivalent for the Queen of England, with uh, a little bit less style, probably. But President Ruby Rivlin is uh, kind of like supposed to be the presidential uh, state character for everyone. And during the election, he is the person that has the uh, the right to give the mandate to the member of Knesset uh, to, for, uh, to form a government. And this is according to recommenders. After the elections, a member of the Knesset from each party, uh, from each uh, 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 faction, are going to the president and recommend uh, someone to form a government. And this guy or girl supposed to form a government uh, to get a mandate from the president. So uh, this is one of the things. Yeah, I would like to add to that a little bit about our Knesset in our election system. Um, basically, we have only 120 members uh, in the parliament, in the Knesset. And the members of the Knesset are not elected directly, like in the UK, and they're not representing areas, but they're through lists that represent the, par representing the party. Uh, the elections in Israel are general, national, direct, proportional elections. And something very, very important that in 2014, the Knesset uh, changed the electoral threshold from 2% to 3.25% which make it very difficult for small party to get elected uh, to the Knesset. So less representation of small um, uh, parties. Um, and everyone in Israel can vote for the Knesset and can be elected for the Knesset from the age of, of uh, uh, 21 and can vote from the age of uh, 18. Uh, meaning that the Arabs can vote in Israel, everyone can vote in Israel. Um, and Originally, the Knesset supposed to, elect, to be elected only for, for, well, for four years, but in the last two years, it never happened. And actually, in the last decade, the Knesset didn't survive for four years. Um, yeah, so let's hope that the next Knesset that will be elected will be for four years, because I'm tired to go to the uh, election poll. Yes, I, I will add to that that actually even a shlichim, educational emissaries of the Jewish agency, can uh, vote for the for the Knesset, and they can do it from the Israeli embassy uh, in London and also in other places in the world. But Israelis abroad cannot. Um, one uh, other thing is that uh, lists of the in the Knesset are closed lists. So unlike in other uh, other countries where people, when they vote for a specific list, they can also uh, affect the order of the people and the identity of the people who are in the list. Uh, in Israel, you 
vote for a specific list and that's it. So thank you so much both. I think that's quite an incredible task to try and sum that all up in five minutes. So I want to touch on a few things that you mentioned in that explanation of the Israeli political system. The first one is sort of how MKs are elected. So MKs are elected on a national list. Obviously that's different compared to how MPs of the British Parliament are elected, where MPs are, they represent a constituency. It's that constituency who elects that MP and that MP is the direct sort of representative of that constituency in in Westminster, in the UK Parliament. Obviously it's, it's different in Israel. So I guess my question is, one, who holds MKs to account if there's no one that they're directly representing? And two, does this sort of change the relationship between MKs and the people? Is there that same relationship between MKs and the people? I would say that uh, the press has a very uh, important role. I think in the democratic parties, which uh, I mean parties that have uh, institutions, uh, a conference for the party that... um, decided about uh, the the constitution of the party and uh, elect list for the party, for example, like in the Likud, uh, Labour. Um, so they have someone who holds them accountable. Uh, in other places, um, it's it's very difficult. It's accounting to the to the public. And sometimes if a party uh, doesn't get enough votes, so they think they... So uh, the leader make changes. For example, uh, Lieberman from Israel Beiteinu made changes, uh, etc. Uh, the Haredi party, usually they have those uh, rabbis that hold them accountable. And there are different uh, councils of rabbis that decided for the different uh, Haredi parties. And Karin, you're from like, Afula, a small northern town most known for a bus stop there. Do areas outside of the big cities like Jerusalem, like Tel Aviv, feel left out because there's not there's not that same direct representation within the Knesset? Yes, um, definitely we feel left out. Um, there is no one that represents our needs uh, in the periphery of Israel. In the Knesset, even we, we, if we do have an MK that originally from the periphery, like Miri Regev, it doesn't, it doesn't represent at all our what, what we need, the education system in Israel, it, in, in, sorry, in, in, the, in Afula, in the north of Israel, in the south of Israel, it's not that good. The transportation, it's not that good. Only like a few years ago, we had a train station in, in Afula and in Bechean. Um, yeah, so in the end of the day, we, don't, we, they, we cannot put them accountable for their actions, um, our MKs, because the, the, the list in the parties, uh, in, the parties in Israel um, either vote, either decided by the head of the party, or either uh, in a primary that, um, that is to the members of the party. So there's no be accountable, they cannot be accountable for the action by the majority of the Israelis. And something else that I think may be a big difference of how in the UK, if you have an issue in terms of, you know, let's say you've got an issue with the NHS, or you have an issue with taxes, you can write to your MP, or if there's a, an international issue that you want, um, you want to have your input in. You, you can write to your local MP and say, you know, say to them, uh, "I think you should be doing this," or "I, in my opinion, the UK should be, have this position." Is there anything similar to, in Israel? Of like, if you, as a, like, as an ordinary citizen, want to try and make a change or influence some sort of decision, how, how would they go around it? How about it? 
Well, you do get to what to any MK member of the Knesset that thing that can help you that put it it's on in his agenda when he was running for the Knesset or in general that something that is very advocate about it. You can write to the MK and they will always always reply. Is it law that they have to reply? No, there isn't any no law that I know of. But you know, in the end of the day, it's everyone can go on Twitter and say like, "Oh, he didn't help me." That's true. Well, I wrote to a member of Knesset and I didn't get a reply. Uh, but I would say they have a budget. They have a specific budget for connections with the voter. That's how it's called. They're actually getting money uh, to, to be in touch on the media, to respond to letters, I don't know, for printers. I don't know how it really goes now. I, I also know that some MKs have volunteers that help them with, uh, with the public. Corinne, I think you have some experience with that. Yeah, yeah, I was um, volunteering in one of the members of the parliament doing exactly that, replying to people from Israel, just asking like help and stuff. That was me replying. Um, yeah, did it as a volunteer. Amazing. So in, in the UK right now, obviously, we have uh, Boris Johnson as our prime minister. He's got an 80 seat majority in the UK parliament, which means that nearly anything that he wants to do, as long, as long as it's not outrageous that his own party will rebel, he, he can do. So if he wants to raise taxes or lower taxes, if he wants, you know, whatever he wants, he's able to do. Um, with the way that the Israeli system works, in fact, that no one party can have that majority and that um, even like when coalitions are formed, majorities are normally quite small. Does that mean that Netanyahu is the Prime Minister of Israel now? Do you have to be quite skillful to compromise in Israel? Is, is, is everything a compromise in Israel? I guess is my question. Well, I think you know Israelis, we're not good in compromise uh, at all. And you can see it in, in our politics as well. Um, every legislation becomes a huge deal in Israel, like, like the coalition. Let's talk about the coalition. We have like the orthodox um, parties and we have the central, we have the labor in the coalition sitting with the Likud, the white wing and the orthodox. It's impossible to do and to give any impact, to do anything, to give to pass any law at all. Everything has just become uh, very difficult to do. Um, and for example, I think um, I mentioned it um, last year. They passed the uh, converting law, um, gay conversion therapy, the law, the law against it. Thank you. Thank you. I have like a blank. Mm -hmm. um, Yes, and it was a huge deal. The, the Orthodox said that they're going to leave the coalition, go again for elections, um, because there's so many different opinions, so many agendas, so many division between the parties that sit in the coalition. It's so difficult to do anything. Dovi, what do you think? Well, I, I think it is very difficult. And I think, um, well, so, some will call it compromise, some will call it force. Uh, it's depending, it depends what's your political power and force and uh, whether... Um, you really, uh, you can force people to do what you want. Uh, so I think uh, Netanyahu has some kind of uh, power sometimes, uh, maybe more in, in uh, uh, earlier years. Uh, it's, it's getting more and more difficult as uh, years goes by. And yes, for example, with the uh, conscriptions, yeah, like to go to the army, there was a, a huge problem with the with the Haredi. So sometimes it goes uh, more difficult. Sometimes people are 
putting red lines and said, no, we are not going to get through, like a Victor Lieberman and the Haredim had this uh, crisis about, uh, about uh, Haredi students will go to the, to the IDF. Uh, but sometimes, actually, uh, Bibi had a very small coalition of 61 members of the Knesset. So it's basically 61 out of under, 120. And that used to be a very stable coalition uh, because uh, everyone, each part, uh, each faction of this coalition wanted to stay in government. They wanted, it, they call it, they love the leather. They love the leather of the chair. They, they love the position. They love the power. They love the cars. They love the chauffeurs. So sometimes they compromise to, to stay in power. So it's more about who is in the coalition. Because as Corinne said, you said with right now, Labour and Blue and White being the coalition, no laws were ever going to get passed. But when it was you know, parties who all sort of ideologically align really um it can be a very stable coalition even if it's a very very tiny one as you know 61 seats out of 120. This is why the the Knesset um changed the electoral threshold from 2% to 3.25% to make the government be more stable they call it the stability law um, but it just caused the vice versa. It, it caused the complete opposite what they intended to. Instead of to have stable coalition, we have unstable coalition. To clarify that, a party needs to get three point two five percent of all votes just to get to, to enter the Knesset. Yes, which means uh, four seats. Yes. Yeah. In ancient times, there were only two seats, but now it's four. <laughs> so I guess moving on, and this is a question to both of you, and we'll, we'll take turns because we're fair. If you had to change one thing about the Israeli political system, what would it be? I would say moving from closed lists to open lists. So everybody who votes for the Knesset will have the power about changes, about the identity of the people on the list, about what position they're going to have in the list. It will be more democratic. And the member of Knesset will be more accountable for what they're doing. It's almost like you're voting for the MK instead of a party. In, in your system? Uh, well, it's, it's both. It's, it's, the, it's a party, it's a list, but also you have more power about the identity of the people on the list. Would you be allowed to vote an MK from Labour 1 and an MK from Likud as number 2? Or would you have to remain in the same list? No, no. It's, it's a, you vote for a specific list, and if you're voting for this specific party, you, can, uh, you have the power to, to choose how this list is going to be look like. Okay, interesting. I think the main thing will be the limiting the term of, of office of the Prime Minister to two terms. It's been talked about a lot, a lot, many times throughout the past years. Um, I'm, I really doubt that it will be happening, but I really think it's something it should be. At the moment, it seems like, you know, just try to, to keep the seat, as we say in, in, in Hebrew, um, just to say, to stay, over and over, and that was the only policy, actually, just to stay, continue to stay in the prime minister. Yeah, it's, it's just a way to change. It's an interesting idea, but one, like one something I've heard about the idea before is what would you consist as a term? Because, for example, you know, the last two years have been like, well, the last election has only been one year. Does that count as one term? Or does that count as a quarter of a term? 
I don't think it's counted as a term at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, every four years, basically. Every, like, yeah, four years. I don't know where it's going to be happening again. So closer to the US system than the UK system where our prime minister will, can stay there as long as he likes until either the public kicks him out or the party kicks him out, which in history, it seems to be more of a party than a country in the UK. I guess if I had to change one thing about Israeli politics, it would be uh, in a perfect world, just longer times between elections. But, you know, I, I guess that's a big ask. Yeah, it's a wishful <laughs> thinking. Yes. Thank you so much, Dovi and Corinne, for joining us today. Our pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for you who are listening to this podcast. This has been Cracking the Knesset, brought to you by the Union of Jewish Students. Uh, join us next time. Uh, where we'll be looking at how did we get here? How have we been for elections in two years? Where did this mess start as uh, coincident with this balagan? Thank you. Thank yes. you, Wadley. Thank you very much. Later out.